Thank you for joining us for another episode of Exposing Scientology, where we reveal what really goes on inside this business masquerading as a church. Lily, we're Mike. back. Hi, honey. Hi. Here we are again. Um, Here we are doing our weekly episode and you know we'll see how it goes but maybe we'll do more in between but yeah we, we want to do at least one a week huh mm -hmm. you know yeah because i really love doing this with you again and i also love um the support and the people that that uh, have missed us and how much joy that brings to them brings to us even though we're not yeah. talking anything joyful but but it brings us all some kind of joy <laughs> right their, their joy brings us joy correct thank you that's exactly right it's yeah. that's exactly right I was like I was so um touched by the response to the first video that we did and then that live one that we did and the comments and the people reaching out and then the comments afterwards it's just been like oh my god it's so so cool we have a nasty subject today this one happens to be nasty and very raw yeah because of what happened in the masterson case correct and how that brought to the forefront yet again the incredible links that Scientology goes to with respect to keeping um, their flaps out of the public eye and away from law enforcement and authorities and just how pervasive that is in Scientology. And that's like I've seen now, and I know you have, Lee, the... the responses from Scientology constantly putting out this lie. We don't have any policies that, uh, that prohibit anybody from going and contacting law enforcement. And we're the most ethical beings on earth and we comply with all laws and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it's lies. And, you know, in various places I have put, a lot of the documents that demonstrate how these are lies, but we're going to put them all together here. And while we, while we will use excerpts in this video, I'm going to put the full document on my blog that is attached to this video so everybody can see the entirety of these documents. Asked you, and I've asked you many times, and people I think are still shocked, even though I was raised in Scientology. I was a civilian Scientologist, <clears throat> and you were a Sea Org member, so you were, you know, the, an employee of Scientology in the paramilitary right. <clears throat> department of Scientology called Sea Org. So I asked you this even the other day because I'm still kind of coming from this now from a different perspective as a civilian Scientologist, not knowing the inner workings of OSA. I mean, I wasn't even aware that there was a course that people can do a six to eight week course as civilian Scientologists to learn how to destroy people's lives. So like any civilian who's approved by OSA could sign up for this course and learn how to go after Scientology's enemies. I didn't even know that there was such a course until recently. So I'm learning a lot from the other side and asking you questions, for example, in the Danny Masterson trial, um, it was the defense's side that brought a book to into the courtroom called uh, Introduction to Scientology Ethics book. Right. And they brought this book kind of like they thought it was going to be like a got you moment. I don't know why they brought the book in. And I asked you from your perspective, why would they make why would they do such a thing knowing that it says in the book? That he that that Mesero brought, I think it was Mesero in the first trial. It says it in there that Scientologists, this is one of many places that it says it, but that Scientologists cannot report to the civil authorities. So I asked you, why would he do something like that? And why is Scientology com continuing to assert that there is no such policy in Scientology? <laughs> you said. Explain it to everybody, Mike. 
from an OSA perspective? Okay. First of all, I don't think that anybody who signed off on him putting that book into evidence uh, had their brain screwed in right. I think that that was a terrible, terrible so mistake. mistake. Okay. So you thought that was a mistake. Yes. That and I brought to you as OSA. Yeah. And said, I'm going to, because actually it was actually uh, Deputy DA Mueller who said, who entered it into evidence because it wasn't entered into evidence until Mesro brought it. And then the DA. Right. Mesro brought it up, as I recall, and referred to it or read from it or Correct. something to right. make a point. Right. And Correct. then. Deputy DA, DA Mueller, um, he brilliantly entered into it into evidence. Now, as perspective as coming from the OSA perspective, because you were the head of OSA at one point, if a Scientology lawyer, Mesro is not a Scientologist, but he works with Scientology, um, brought this to you as OSA, you would say, you would say what? I would say, do not use that. If there is a point you are trying to make by using that book. Let's find the specific thing and just use that. That book is a compilation, Leah, of okay. like 50 or 100 different Hubbard writings. Okay. If you go to the action, if, if you're trying to make a point, and I forget what point he was trying to make, you know. Well, he was trying to, he was trying to say that it doesn't say that. Now, I want to read it to you, Mike. Do you have it in front of you? Which? The, from the ethics book. Yeah, I do it. I can yeah. pull it up on screen even if you'd yeah, like. Please do. please do so. So this is what it says. So this is a book that all Scientologists, it's mandatory reading, mandatory understanding, right? Yep. So all Scientologists know this book. And this is the excerpts from it. Okay. And so what does it say about reporting to civil authorities? I it says read. reporting or threatening to report Scientology or Scientologists to civil authorities in an effort to suppress Scientology or Scientologists from practicing or receiving standard Scientology. And that is a high crime, a suppressive act in the world of Scientology. So a high crime in Scientology is what you can get expelled for, right? Correct. Okay. It's like the highest of like offenses. Yes. In Scientology. So yes. just going on this frame, just now just staying on this line for one second. What in the F was this man thinking that we would all that, that the jury, the ju everybody involved would be like, oh yeah, it doesn't say that. It does say that. Well, he would he he what Scientology and maybe Mesro, if he knew enough would argue is say yeah but it says um in an effort to suppress scientology or scientologists from practicing or receiving standard scientology uh -huh. and that's not what we're talking about here they were not doing this uh, or reporting this would not be an effort to suppress scientology or scientologists well actually it is in, in in the mind and view of a Scientologist, reporting someone to civil authorities is absolutely, well, no matter what circumstances it, it is, is an effort to prevent that Scientologist from practicing or receiving Scientology. It That's just what I'm is. Saying. I don't understand even how, like, how this could even be distorted to mean anything else. We all have the same understanding. It is not something that we assimilated and we kind of extracted from the text. It is told to every Scientologist, this is what LRH says. We are not allowed to sue each other or report each other to the civil authorities. We're not allowed to cooperate with an investigation into Scientology or Scientologists. This is not something that we just have come to understand. This is the law in Scientology. Right. Absolutely. I make a point about how we learned this and how when we interviewed Jane Doe one, just to give you an example in regards to the Danny Masterson. Right. Uh, matter. Yeah. Matter. Okay, great. When Jane Doe one met with Julian Schwartz, who is the adjudicator of Scientology ethics and justice codes for David Miscavige. Uh, he was also my ethics officer. 
Did you know that? He also approved me to be on the OT levels, Mike? No, I didn't know that. Approved me to be on the OT levels. That's the, you have to get approval from an ethics terminal in Scientology. They go through every folder that you ever had. And I probably had a lot of folders being a Scientologist all my life. And they go through every single piece of paper, which contains thousands of papers. And he had to sit through and look through every, you know, report that had ever come in on me and my whole Scientology life, anything I've ever admitted to. He had to go through each one and then approve me to go onto the confidential levels of Scientology. Right. So I was good enough to go into the OT level. Julian Schwartz was also in charge of uh, Burbank, um, the daycare uh, right. cover up with the babies yep. that were being molested by um, in Bridget's daycare. And um, he was also in charge of other, uh, other situations having to do with Scientology and uh, sex crimes. Um, Julian Schwartz, uh, when he interviewed um, Jane Doe One, um, to drill this, uh, this was drilled, right? So, because nothing was happening, right? No, no Scientology handlings were happening um, with what he had done to her. And she was not even asking, but I, I guess it had come up that he needed to be reported. And he... Right out all the references, all the L. Ron Hubbard references. And one of the basic references, like you like you have here, right, is the ethics book. I have the ethics book, Mike, if you want to see it. Do you want me to grab it for you? Or do you no, I got it? it too. I've got several copies of that damn oh, thing. Oh, okay, yeah. So that, that, that book is pulled out, slammed on the table. There you go. Slammed on the table. And that particular, so tell me what this means to you. If you report Danny to the police, can he do Scientology as he's banging on the desk? Then take a bunch of stuff called a demo kit that could be anything. It could be pens and paper clips. And I want you to demonstrate for me how if Danny is in prison, he will, he can, it suppresses his ability to do Scientology. Demo it, demo it. So you literally have to go. So here's me and here's the police station and here I am going to the police station. So this is asked of every Scientologist. Am I, am I saying anything wrong, Mike? I mean, am I, I go to the police station and I say, Danny Masterson raped me. Okay. And then um, Danny and then Danny is taken away to the, with the police and so he's not, he can't be here at Celebrity Center or AOLA and he can't, he can't read a book. He can't read Scientology. So here's Scientology. He can't, like you literally have to demonstrate how, how you understand that concept, that law to be. Right. And what about, he went on further. And what about Carol Masterson, his mother, his sister, his brothers? Now demonstrate for me using these paper clips. How if Danny is in prison, that how does that suppress their ability to do Scientology? And then he made her, how does it suppress Scientology if it if we are in the news and police are here and we're being investigated? How does it suppress Scientology from clearing the planet, making more Scientologists? Right. And then she had to demonstrate that. And we've all had to do these demonstrations to our ethics officers throughout our Scientology careers. So that's how that was done. Yes. Um, uh, and, and by the way, she was put through this for a year. Right. And this is how it's done all the time. Correct. And it is not a figment of right. the imagination of every person who is speaking out about the abuses in Scientology today Right. That they all say exactly the same thing about how this policy is enforced in Scientology. It is right. not imaginary. It is it is written right there in the book. But not only is it written in the book, it is enforced. It is enforced by people like Julian Schwartz and Osa who mm -hmm. make sure that people understand 
that they are committing a high crime and may be declared and be disconnected from all their family and lose their job and blah, 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 mm -hmm. if they violate this He's teaching lost. of L. Ron Hubbard. Right. And this is, <laughs> there's no doubt about this. And it's, it's not open to uh, even questioning, despite what Scientology keeps saying, we have no policy. This okay. Well, you're reading on the screen a selection of six specific policies, six specific high crimes that tell Scientologists do not go to law enforcement, do not go to civil authorities, do not testify in in front of a civil authority. Don't give them. Files like this is one that people don't focus on. The last one that I put there, mm -hmm. providing an organization's PC folders, ethics files, student files, accounts files, central file folders, or central files list or partial list to any individual group, organization, mission, or other unit or agency for any reason or purpose except those covered explicitly in existing church policy. And mm -hmm. I assure you, there is absolutely no church policy that says turn over evidence of Scientologists committing crimes to the police. Right. Well, there are OSA uh, directives, Mike, that when a person leaves the organization, all of a sudden the OSA operations say, oh, this one was into uh, looking at um, illegal. Yeah, he's a peeping Tom. Uh, websites and this person had committed this crime and that person had and Scientology only was reporting on these things or not even reporting but trying to get it out there on the internet so other people would report on it so they actually never reported it to the police but that is when they start to put what is in the person's files out in the world so they're harboring these activities until the person leaves. So of that, course, that, okay. And and then they claim, like yeah. his, uh, the, you know, there's many many examples. But both Mark Headley mm -hmm. and Tom DeVocht mm -hmm. have been accused by Scientology of stealing tens of thousands, if not hundreds or millions of dollars from them. Okay. They never reported it to anyone. Right. They didn't do anything about it when they were in the organization right but once they leave they claim that they're thieves right it's like wait a minute so why don't report it to the police then right why didn't you report it when it happened correct because you knew about it obviously so in, in any event th this i just want to go through any way that it's true mike that's the problem exactly. you never know but let's go let's take one step back before we do this, because when, when we talk about, I wanted to ask you, and I wanted you to explain when somebody is accused of a horrific crime in Scientology from OSA, what, what is immediately done? What is the, what is the procedure of when a crime is known about in Scientology with Scientologists involved? Um, first to shut down anybody else that knows about it, prevent them from okay. talking to anyone. Like, so you, you let the person know, you pull them in through Julian Schwartz or some kind of Shane Woodruff or the chaplains or the ethics officers. Or, or Kirsten Catano in or, the yes. Office of Special Affairs or whoever happens okay. to be. And the first thing is yeah. you tell the person is instructed, do not speak about this with anybody, nobody. So you're saying you're not allowed to talk to your Scientology parents, your husband, your wife, nobody. Nope. Okay. And then the next step is who already knows about it. And then they are all pulled in to make sure they don't say anything to anybody else. Like contain it in a cone of silence is the first step. Okay. And so just step, so step, uh, just to go a little bit off that step part, I think like a subproduct of that is, um, do you then tell, let's say I told my mother that something happened to me. Do, do then OSA and Sea Org members tell my mother that that wasn't true, that did, that didn't happen, that I need handling, that something's wrong with me? 
Um, so it's so obviously it sort of depends on what you're told, Leah. But okay. generally, if it was something that was very incriminating, mm -hmm. the general thing would be, look, you don't have all the data. Like right. it's a it's you a way of saying you. it's yeah. a way of saying that's not true. It puts the it puts the doubt in in the minds of because that because that's what Julian did with my mom. He made her start to wonder if what I was telling her was true. He was like, you know, your daughter hasn't given you given you all the information. There's stuff that you don't know about. Right. Handling because that's what happened with the Jane Doe's as well. All of their Scientology friends were called in and those friends were told uh, that they had said something different, that they were taking responsibility. Like they were told lies. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and usually um, like I said, the first thing is, well, the easy answer is you don't have all the data. I do, but I can't tell you it, but believe me, this is being taken care of. You don't need to worry about it. You don't need to do or say anything about it. In fact, do not do or say anything about this. The church is handling it. The church is handling this. Okay. Scientology is dealing with this, and it will be appropriately handled by the people whose job it is to handle this, and that's not you. That's OSA. That's OSA. Okay. Okay, got So it. this is how... This is what gets done. Contain, contain, contain. Make sure that nobody else knows. Make sure nobody else is talking about it. If there's a bunch of people that already know, then every one of them has to be individually seen and shut down. And they're like, all ordered by their church not to talk about it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, we saw that, uh, you know, we've heard the the uh, story of what happened with the Burbank child facility and how mm -hmm. that went down and the parents are all called in and don't say anything and don't, you know, don't cooperate with anybody. And, mm -hmm. you know, so they can't gather enough evidence to bring any credible charge. So they dodge the bullet. Right. Except one. Right. Right. That uh, uh, yes. Anyway, uh, and that wasn't enough. And because they were babies, that they can't were... testify or say anything. They can't speak on their own behalf. I don't even know if they know anything happened to them. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. So then, what happens, Mike? Then um, the lawyers are contacted, depending on what the circumstances are. But the first step after that is. Well, you know, it all happens concurrently. It's not like one thing and then the next thing. It, this all goes into motion uh, instantly. Okay. The lawyers are contacted and uh, some measure of legal um, input is obtained. And, you know, typically what happens is if it is a very serious matter, Mm -hmm. Some outside counsel is hired. Some outside lawyer that has some connection to a Scientology lawyer some way. You know, usually it was the in-house lawyers, you know, uh, Elliot Abelson or Rick Moxon or one of those guys who would reach out to one of the Scientology big-time attorneys because Scientology hires lawyers at big law firms in order to give credibility to Scientology and credibility in the courts where they are appearing and fishes around to find someone that would be suitable to deal with whatever the situation is. And that's done for two reasons. One, so that there is a buffer and uh, an attorney-client privilege on the information. Mm -hmm. And you see, I mentioned this previously when we were talking about James Barber and I said, look at this. These these um, uh, reports about what this guy is doing are all saying attorney-client privilege, but they're not written by an attorney or to an attorney. Right. They're right. written right. by a Scientologist to another Scientology organization or person in the organization. They're right. not actually attorney-client privilege, but because they don't have a cover sheet on them, you don't know who it went to. So you can claim... Right. After the fact, oh, yeah. well, this was this was me reporting to my lawyer. 
Um, but that and that's, then, and that's purposeful, right, Mike? Oh, absolutely. That yeah. then gives a shield to the information that then starts being collected about what really happened and who right. really knew about it and what really went down. Right. And then the next thing that happens is um, monitoring of media interest or mm -hmm. these days also internet interest. Is anybody mentioning this? Is it coming up? Are we receiving calls from the media? And if so, preparing a statement that basically says, this is all just lies, that this is not what Scientology is about, that, you know, whatever is appropriate at the moment, mm -hmm. but whatever is appropriate will be what is considered to be the thing that prevents Scientology from looking bad. Correct. Whatever, whatever that statement is, that's the statement that will be made. These are Scientologists with ex-Scientologists who were kicked out. They're bitter apostates. They have an ax to grind. They're religious bigots. They were thrown out for uh, unethical behavior and uh, couldn't keep up to our ethical standards. And this is their way to... Uh, be uh, you know resurrect their careers or their names or their whatever the hell. right okay and then the next thing that happens is investigations okay. investigations into whoever it is that is the victim whoever it is that may have complained or created this situation outside of the Scientology world or even inside the Scientology world. In, in the case of the Masterson victims, they were all investigated. They were investigated to find out what, and, and we'll talk about this in a little while, but find out what they had done that caused them to become a victim. Mm -hmm. uh, and if there is someone outside of Scientology that is involved in this in some way, they're investigated to find out what what well we met i made no mention of that in the baba thing too like mm -hmm. one of his victims had been seeing a psychologist so the investigation then becomes find out of all about the shrink and find out about but and get the get the dirt on what's happening with the with this victim and that's to discredit the victim to discredit them yeah and that information is used in public statements, it is also fed to the lawyers representing the the, the perpetrator of the crime. Uh -huh. And I guess that's sort of all of those things happen and continue to happen and are sort of constantly being monitored by OSA as things unfold. Now, people like... Um, uh let's say Sean uh, Fabos, whose family is big donors in Scientology and he has a studio out here in, in California in Burbank. Uh, he was, he was labeled, uh, I don't know if labeled is the right word, but he was uh, by the judge uh, as a, as a hostile witness because mm -hmm. he went into the first trial um, having lied under oath. He was actually called by the prosecution. <laughs> um, and uh it, it was said that uh, a Scientology PI had walked into the hallway where Sean Fabos was waiting to testify and said, weren't you in Florida with Jane Doe one, which he wasn't during right after the rape. And he went, yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention that he wasn't. Um, so he had completely changed his story. Um, and all Scientologists who were who were aware of the crimes that that was not only um, committed against Jane Doe one, but all the Jane Doe's, um, all of their Scientology friends were not willing to testify or cooperate um, in this trial, right. in, in either trial. Uh, now, so somebody's like Sean Fabos. I just wonder, does OSA pull him in and say, so you're being called? Like you clearly can't cooperate. Like what, what happened? How do, because people are still kind of like, why would Scientologists lie under oath? <laughs> Where do they well, get that direction from Mike? Um, that's a, 
See, I don't know. I don't know Sean Fabos. I don't know exactly what happened with him. I assume that probably the way that would be done is get a lawyer to contact him, okay. uh, not have someone directly from, you know, Julian oh. Schwartz or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and that lawyer would be, you know, maybe it was like an in-house lawyer who is a Scientologist and uh, informs them or reminds Gary, Gary Soders of the world. Yeah. Well, he's not a Scientologist, but he is sort of in-house. Yeah. But the, you know, remind them of the consequences of a fallout with the church and that it's it's against it, Scientology law right and that that you know bad things can happen in your life if you're you know stepping outside what is acceptable to Scientology mm -hmm. and you know that's a pretty persuasive um tool to use if yeah. you are being threatened with disconnection and losing your your source of funds or your job or your family or all of the things that come along with the idea of what happens if you are declared a suppressive person and yes. you have interactions with other Scientologists. So all the Scientologists that were aware, like Jane Doe One's mother, who was refusing to testify, you're you're saying that those Scientologists would be contacted by, let's say, uh, a Vicky Pabaretsky, who's a Scientology lawyer who claims to represent all Scientologists in this case and other case, like just just she basically took ownership of all Scientologists involved in this and just said, "I represent them all." Um, and so she would be, so these people would be told by uh, Vicky Paparazzi through OSA that you can't cooperate or by their church because I, the only reason I, I say this, Mike, is because, like I said, I've been a Scientologist my whole life. Um, as I was exiting Scientology and I was signing up for other things, like I, I've refused to be interrogated anymore, but I said, I'll do a course when, you know, you have to sign those things all the time, which you're not allowed to have looked at, those releases. Right. Um, one of my last times signing up for a course was, I think, for level three. And I said to my registrar, my salesperson, I said, I'm actually going to have this looked at because um, I was just screwed by another Scientologist who I wasn't allowed to bring my, I wasn't allowed to involve my lawyer. I had a, a non-Scientology lawyer who told me this, you need to work out a contract with this Melinda Brownstone, the person who was my assistant at the time, who was a Scientologist. And I called her and I told her, you know, my lawyer wants to have, you know, maybe talk to your lawyer if you have one and talk about this contract with us because it's very unfair to me. Basically, it says that you could extort any amount of money you want from me at any time. And she said, are you threatening to sue another Scientologist or bring Scientologists to like court or like, cause that's against our policies, Leah, you know that. And I was like, no, no, just saying, he's saying that we should just have these contracts looked at before we sign them. And she's like, well, if you're saying that you are wanting to get a log attorney on me, then I'm going to have to write you up for this, like a knowledge report on me. And I was like, no, 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 no never mind, You know, and I didn't. <clears throat> I went against my lawyer and she took me for a lot of money. But anyway, the same with Joel Stevens, another Scientologist who I wanted to bring to court because he was extorting money from me. And my church told me, you cannot bring Joel Stevens to court. He's a Scientologist. You're a Scientologist. You have to handle it within Scientology. Right. When I asked to look over the, the um, what do they call Mike? Enrollment agreements. Enrollment agreement. I said to my registrar. I need to have these looked at. My lawyer just is kind of tired of me having to give money to other Scientologists who are basically extorting money from me. And uh, she said, are you threatening to bring this to a lawyer? Because you know that you're not allowed to do that. You're not even allowed to have have this leave the building. I said, I know, but we're, we don't know what we're signing, honey. This was Kathy. Do you, what's her name? Kathy, who was a reg at CC. Do you know who she was? She was there no. for 25, 30 years. Anyway, um, she said, I wasn't even allowed to have it, have a copy and I wasn't allowed to leave the building with it. So right. 
Um, this is very much said to us throughout our Scientology lives. It was never said to me through a lawyer of Scientology. It was always said to me through my ethics people or to even the registrar, even the salespeople were saying this. Right. And and I was going to say to you, Leah, that the answer to the question, like, I don't know the, this Fabos or Fabios or whatever his name was. I don't know who that is. I've never had any interaction with them. Gen B, I mean, um, Jane Doe, yeah, one's no, mother yeah. Yeah. is... Okay. You can say Gen B. She's, okay, she's, yeah. yeah. Jane Doe, one's mother, is mm -hmm. someone that I do know mm -hmm. and had been around forever and been on OT levels and this and that. She didn't need to have a lawyer contact her to tell her, uh, don't cooperate with the authorities or don't testify, don't volunteer, don't do anything because she already knew. That's what I'm saying. All Scientologists know this to be law. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, absolutely. And look, Leah, I just want to go back to this document again. Hey, and I and... can't read it, just so you know, Mike, so you're going to have to read. I Even with my glasses on, I can't see it. So Okay. Oh, God. Remove. Add. Here we go. Okay. It says, we, we, went, we read the first one, and I read the last one. Go ahead. But in between that, there is delivering up the person of a Scientologist without justifiable defense or lawful protest to the demands of civil or criminal law. Like, well, what the heck does that mean? That means you can't offer information or the person themselves mm -hmm. to law enforcement, civil or criminal, unless you've done all the the lawful protests that you can do to ensure that you're not doing that, to, okay. to avoid doing that. Public statements against Scientology or Scientologists, but not to committees of evidence duly convened. Any statement or any testimony that a Scientologist gives that would be detrimental to the defense of a Scientologist being charged with a crime mm -hmm. is in violation of this. Okay. Testifying hostilely before state or public inquiries into Scientology to suppress it. Well, you would, uh, Scientology would say, a trial of a prominent celebrity Scientologist mm -hmm. for sexual assault mm -hmm. is, and if you testified honestly to what you knew, you would be testifying hostilely right. in order to suppress Scientology because Scientology is going to get a black eye out of the prosecution and ultimate conviction of Danny okay. Masterson. Right. And then we get to the one that you were referencing with Melinda Brownstone and others bringing civil suit against any Scientology organization or Scientologist, including non-payment of bills or failure to refund without first calling the matter to the attention of the international justice chief and receiving a reply. And right. Scientology will say, well, we don't prevent people from, from, um, filing a lawsuit, uh, civil lawsuit, or they, they just have to inform the international justice chief. Well, the international justice chief often does not reply. And when he does, he says, no, you need to take this to a chaplain's court. Or you need to take this to a wise arbitration. A Scientology front group. and then, Or he'll say, um, you know, this is your decision because this is cleverly worded right this is uh, of course your ultimate decision but i need to refer you to suppressive acts <laughs> this is a scientology policy that lays out the laws suppressive acts meaning acts that are illegal to scientology and and then they sign it which by the way i thought was so crazy mike when i looked at the the 5600 uh, pieces of documents between osa going back and forth on how to destroy people you know, the most horrific things. And then had the, you guys have the balls to write m ML much love. <laughs> like, where did you learn that? Like, why, why did you guys write much love? Where did you get that from? That was so insane. To Hubbard. Me. That write Hubbard. much love. Yes. Yes. Hubbard had a little, uh, sort of hierarchy of 
Much love, love, best, R. Mike, shut up. Are you serious? <laughs> you can put that there. I'm not going to eat in, on camera, but thank you. Oh, Mike, you should see what just came from me. Oh, I heard what you ordered, so I'm jealous. Out a Kaiser roll with fries and coleslaw. It's going to get cold. We better hurry up. Okay. Um, yeah, so, so there is an actual... So why would you write something so heinous and then with much love, though? Um, it it became sort of... It, it, it writing? I don't understand. It, it became sort of a, like everybody just signs everything much love. So like, Mike Ellis, if, 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 and by the way, Jane Doe one did write Mike Ellis saying, you know, that Danny is not getting handled. He's not even apologizing. Like he's taking no responsibility. He's off drinking and carrying on and DJing and this and that, and the other thing. Um, uh, you know, he, his answer was no, right. you know, it's your decision, but I just want to remind you of suppressive acts. Much love Mike Ellis, IJC. I know. I know. Now, let's talk about really quickly, Mike, uh, just so everybody knows, a Scientologist in good standing could be somebody who's committed. What doesn't get you kicked out of Scientology is committing crimes. What is yeah. a crime in Scientology? Reporting the crime to law enforcement. Correct. That's, That's exactly problem. right. Because <laughs> people yep. have been asking, will Danny be, will Danny be, um, expelled why would he be expelled he didn't commit a scientology he he didn't break scientology's laws he's not saying which is true i told my church that i had done this my right. church didn't report it to the police my church is my church yeah. said they'll fix this penchant i have a penchant for doing these things i mean he hasn't done that right I know. So he hasn't turned against and said anything negative about Scientology. James so he's Barber. still okay. We talked about what James Barber was, was being accused of and what he admitted to. He's not an expelled member of Scientology. Right. Right. Lying to the authorities is a Scientologist in good standing. Committing crimes or, or withholding information. or These are not things that get you expelled in Scientology. Right. Talking about it does, and yes. going to the authority does, suing Scientology, those are the crimes, everybody. Yep. Okay, let's get back to Scientology not having not having policies. <laughs> let's just go through them quickly, Mike. Ready? Yeah. Go. I, I'm going to, Leah, we were going to talk about being a victim, but I think we should do a whole separate thing about that about what, how victimhood is seen in Scientology and focus on the policies okay. that very specifically say, do okay. not go, do not cooperate, don't, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. And I'm going to, I'm going to grab a couple more. Okay. But for now, I want to go through um, some things that we were talking about with Scientology saying, stating that they have no policies. Can yes. I, you mind? Exactly. If I that? Okay. Yeah, so here we go. So there's HCOP. What do you got there? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. The Manual of Justice. Yes. If you are being investigated, sit tight. Don't cooperate. Never spook if investigated and don't cooperate. Sit tight. Be silent. Make the investigator talk. If you don't scare or cringe, the menace fades away. And this is absolutely ironbound Scientology policy. Yep. If there is an investigation into Scientology, do not, under any circumstance, cooperate. In fact, this other policy that's here, 15 Feb 66, attacks on Scientology additional, mm -hmm. don't ever tamely submit to an investigation of us, make it rough, rough on attackers all the way. Mm -hmm. You can get reasonable about it and lose. Attackers are simply an anti-Scientology propaganda agency so far as we are concerned. They have proven they want no facts and will only lie no matter what they discover. So banish all ideas that any fair hearing is intended and start our attack with their first breath. Mm -hmm. Never wait. Never talk about us. Only them. Use their blood, sex, crime 
to get headlines. This is. And this by the way, but you can see exactly they're following this, right? By everybody who's spoken out, everybody who's a whistleblower of Scientology, right? That's exactly what they're doing. They're rapist supporters. They're wife beaters. They're- Absolutely, Leah. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. They just start launching attacks. Mm-hmm. And it, it's. Apologies, yeah. It's, it's sort of laughable if it wasn't so terrible. Evil. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and evil. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, and, next one. Okay, next one. Another interesting policy, which you brought to my attention originally, and I have now used numerous times. Okay. This is this is a current like a confessional in Scientology is like a uh, an interrogation. And an interrogation, and there is this very famous one in Scientology that is shorthand called the Joburg. And everybody does. Everybody has to do it. Everybody has to do it. And this is Scientologists, staff members, Sea Org members, everybody has to do the Joburg. And this is read. Actually, the instructions even say Yeah. The following statement should be read or quoted to the person being security checked. See. It's the title got changed to confessional list, yeah, but actually it was called the Joburg sec check and is still colloquially called the Joburg sec check. And yeah. in fact, in the reference, it says you're about to begin a security check. Correct. <laughs> but, and it says, it says it here. These are the instructions for the person performing the security check. It says, the following statement should be read or quoted to the person being security checked. Now, th- uh, can I read this, Mike? Because this just yes. really drives me insane. And this is quote. We're about to begin a security check. We are not moralists. No shit. We are able to change people. Not so much. I shouldn't, I shouldn't add anything. Let me not add any. Let me start again. I shouldn't add my... I'm just going to read it. We are about... <laughs> To begin a security check. We are not moralists. We are not. We are able to change people. We are not here to condemn them. While we cannot guarantee you that matters revealed in this check will be held forever secret, we can promise you faithfully that no part or or of nor any answer you make here will be given to to the police or state. No Scientologist will ever bear witness against you in court by reason of answers to this security check. This security check is exclusively for Scientology purposes. It's, I mean, it could be plainer. Plainer! <laughs> the, these policies, Leah, couldn't be more explicit. They are, they are explicit. They are written. You can find them in the written, published materials of Scientology today. Right now, you can go and get them. And it's not just that they're in the written materials. They are what are used by Scientologists every single day. Every day. Every day. Throughout Scientology, the Scientology world. The, the, this is not... Um, this is not esoteric stuff. No, this is, by the way, this is not even stuff that's, you cannot get yourselves, everybody. Right. You don't even need to call us to get these things. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Okay, the, this one is, the, uh, do, did you do A New Hope for Justice yet? That again is in the ethics book, everybody. Yeah, I'm going to do this one because I think this please, is please. super important. Please, go ahead. This is one of the last writings of L. Ron Hubbard. Mm-hmm. And it's the last chapter of that book called Introduction to Scientology Ethics. Mm-hmm. And this, though um, not explicitly saying, uh, d- you know, don't, don't testify, don't do this, don't turn over files, don't do that. This is the big picture of how Scientologists, based on L. Ron Hubbard's view, mm-hmm. view the world outside of Scientology, and particularly the civil and criminal justice systems. Yeah. And this is required reading Mm -hmm. for all Scientologists. 
-hmm. It is the handbook that every Scientologist uses on the guiding principles of how to lead an ethical life, mm -hmm. which is what Scientologists claim they do. Mm -hmm. They are the most ethical beings on the planet, and they lead ethical lives, and it is all based on what is found and written by L. Ron Hubbard in this book, this one. Mm -hmm. And this is the last chapter of this book, mm -hmm. and I'm about to show it to you uh, on the screen, but I'm going to show it to you in the book that here it is, the end of the book, New Hope for Justice. Okay. So here is page one of this um, particular writing, and I'm not going to read the whole thing. It'll be on my blog. You can read it, but I do want to read some quotes from here. Okay. As they themselves, and he's referring to the, the justice system in general. And modern can, governments, yes. And, and our, modern our, governments. Our, 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 our system, everybody. Our, our, yeah, the system. Yeah. Right. As they themselves are contaminated by their criminal associates, the police and court systems are, in the main, composed of downstats who couldn't make it in life any other way. Societies a downstat down is somebody who's not producing in life. Right. A, a bum. Yeah. Societies traditionally cave in through their police and justice systems since these provide a channel of contamination between the vicious and lawless and decent people. Eventually, such police and justice systems, aided by advice from criminal practitioners guess who's coming, such as psychologists and psychiatrists, mm -hmm. sink into a belief that all men are criminals. Mm -hmm. Down a little further, it says police and courts offer an open-armed opportunity to the vicious and corrupt to establish themselves in a position of safety while satisfying their strange appetites of perverted viciousness toward their fellow men. Justice systems thereby become a sort of cancer which erode every splendid ambition and achievement of the decent citizen. Justice apparently cannot be trusted in the hands of man. The FBI charter muse about safeguarding the populace, but hides and is utterly disregarded by an organization whose principles are carefully planned wholly on terrorism and conducts itself more lawlessly than any criminal it ever listed as public enemy number one. Who is public enemy number one today? The FBI. Its obvious target is every opinion leader and public-spirited group in America, including Scientology, of course. Mm -hmm. To the FBI, their own charter is not only a subject for mirth, but the Constitution itself, which they are sworn in to uphold, is just garbage which impedes their headlong terror zeal. In the name of justice, and even calling themselves the Justice Department, they practice every conceivable perversion of injustice. With their terror tools, preferring lies to fact, they have created a police state in which no man, woman, or child, or even a politician is safe, neither from downstats nor the FBI. To the FBI, all men are guilty and can't be proven innocent, and behind her bandaged eyes, justice herself weeps. In the name of justice, they have condemned this society to death. This is how every Scientologist is taught to believe the criminal and civil and court justice system and court system is that law enforcement are all evil men, absolutely. And law enforcement, and, uh, you know, he uses the FBI as an example, but this is a broad statement about all police, all prosecutors, everybody is out to destroy the innocent good citizens with lies and cheating and death and destruction. And Scientologists firmly believe that if you end up in the hands of the criminal justice system, you are being condemned not just to death, 
-hmm. but to an eternity in of pain and suffering yeah. yes. because you'll be in the hands of the psychiatrist and the psychiatrist will do terrible things to you that will cause you endless eons of pain and suffering. But more and importantly, the psychiatrist, when you die between this life and your next life, um, you mm -hmm. will, the psychiatrist erase your memory of Scientology specifically. And so that is why that's what they sell to Scientologists that you will go to the implant station in the in-between lives area. I'm not kidding everybody. This, I'm not being funny. I'm not putting like, I'm giving you the facts to, to the confidential levels of Scientology, which, which Mike and I both have done. Um, and this is factual. What they, what L. Ron Hubbard teaches that the psychiatrists are here on the planet to destroy Scientology. And that's why they work so hard to fight psychiatry. It's, it's, it's really insane, Mike. It's hard to, to wrap your head around. And I, you know, I sometimes don't say these things because I don't want people to think that I'm, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, yeah. Yeah. I know it sounds, it sounds so lunatic that mm -hmm. you start wondering whether people are going to think I'm crazy because I'm Correct. saying this. And because I stayed in it, right? And believed it. But we yeah, didn't exactly. believe it. We were just like, maybe there's something better later. Like, that's what we right. kept hoping, that there was something that would be unraveled later. But um, on top of these, these are just a few policies. There's thousands of policies that talk about this Scientology system being superior to our system, to superior to law enforcement, superior to the Department of Justice, the IRS, it, like that, that is why it's so easy for um, this to be in place because this is the what's being taught to you from childhood until to adulthood to believe this, right? It is it is yes. hammered into you even in the most innocuous of, of of moments with dealing with Scientology. Like when I was signing up for my next course, it was you're not um, you're not threatening to bring this to a law to a lawyer to look at are you Leah? like the things that are just it is it is the law in scientology and um we wanted to be clear about that and mike the other thing that i want to i want to suggest that we we post the link to the osa course because in there are thousands and it's over 15 um, it's it's like 1500 pages of course and in there are all the policies on government agencies and what to how to deal with lawsuits. And a Scientologist, I just should want to just tell you, and Mike can confirm this. People, some people who are maybe not as educated in Scientology are like, what does Scientology have to do with the Mandy Danny Masterson case? What does Scientology have to do with? <clears throat> and Mike can tell you, um, if a Scientologist is involved in any kind of uh uh, involved in a lawsuit, involved in a, in, a, in a criminal case, a civil case, Scientology behind the scenes is, if not paying for that person's defense or paying for their lawsuit, uh, they are helping the lawyers who uh, are front and center. But Scientology has on, on, has on retainer over 200 law firms across the country to help Lawsuits, but Mike, or is Scientology not involved in this case, or in any case? <laughs> That's a that no, they're very involved, very, very, very involved, and um, the level of involvement goes up exponentially as several factors uh, sort of come into play. One. How much media attention is this going to get? Mm -hmm. Two, how serious and how much other, how much other uh, splash effect is there going to be on other people? How mm -hmm. widely is this mm -hmm. going to, you know, implicate others? Mm -hmm. And and three, is David Miscavige going to be dragged into it in any way? Or is his name going to be dragged? But the answer to all of those questions is yes. And a lot. Um, because. A lot. Yes. Yeah, so, so, so for example, I'm not saying that I know this. I'm just asking. I'm just, this is just a kind of a hypothetical, Mike. Yeah. So yeah, Sean Holly and the other one, uh, Cohen, yeah. um, 
Okay. So what would typically happen? Like, let's just say their day ends. What happens when Scientology is involved? Like what, what would happen? You, I mean, usually what would happen is that there is some form of liaison, you know, almost certainly in this case, a lawyer, because you don't want to have um, a Scientologist or a staff member or a Sea Org member directly in touch with them because uh, that breaks any attorney-client privilege if they get any information or they talk to them. But another lawyer talking to them, uh, like a Vicky Podboretsky or uh, Rick Moxon or, uh, uh, you know, what was that other Singer, guy? Marty Singer's people, bright, 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 whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those guys probably sit down and have a little discussion, a strategy session, what Mm -hmm. came up, what, you know, if they were in the court watching or they had observers there, which they almost certainly did. No, they did. They had, they had, Vicky was there every day (coughs) and she claimed that she had a case going on in the building. She didn't, but when she, Vicky wasn't there, they, she had sent somebody else from her office and then there were three other people in the hallway on computers um, after uh, every break. And yeah. Yeah. So they were those, the, they're, they're sort of going through and analyzing everything from the perspective of uh, how is this going to blow back on Scientology? How is this going to blow back on the organization? Uh, what are the media going to say about this? What do we need to be doing in response? Mm-hmm. What's the uh, dead agent material to deal with whatever it is that came up? What can we use to show that this is all a bunch of lies? Whatever whatever the circumstances are, there is like an analysis being done. And, uh, you know, there's people working through the night in OSA when a trial is going on like this. And, you know, by 7 o'clock the next morning, the orders have been sent out. This is what we, we need to do, and here's how we need to respond, and this is what the, the party line is. So that's what happens. How right. exactly- so, they're being helped, so they're being helped and guided by the 200-plus lawyers that they have at their disposal. Uh, yeah, probably most of those lawyers aren't involved. Mostly there's a liaison person who is their contact point, and that person is being fed information from the people who are working through the night in OSA, digging up whatever it is that needs to be dug up to respond to or deal with whatever came up the day before. Right. Yeah, that's... It's an operation. Yeah, right. And that's that's what was so painful to be in the courtroom viewing, right? Because I knew... Like, why are you here? You're, you know what I mean? Like, what are you, and you're typing and you're in the hall and all I can imagine is that they're, you know, this poor deputy DAs, you know, like here they are, like going at it, try, you know, ethically per the law, you know, we're going about this earnestly. They only had, you know, have what they have available to them. Right. And the right. DAs, right. And yet here's Scientology, a multi-billion dollar organization with all of these like plants you know, like sitting behind me, sitting behind the Jane Doe's, you know, typing and, and, you know, it just, it just felt so ugly and wrong. And, you know, there's nothing you could do. They're allowed to be there. Right. I understand. I understand. That's how it goes. Anyway, for for anybody that has ever doubted that there is Scientology policy and that it is the pattern and practice of every single Scientologist mm-hmm. to avoid law enforcement at all costs when it deals with the crimes of Scientology or a Scientologist. Believe me, it is the way it is. And these policies are not made up. They're not uh, like I said, figments of our imagination. Open they're, to interpretation. That's the way you understood it to mean. Yeah. They're in the published materials of Scientology. And no matter how many times they say to the press, we don't have any policies that prevent Scientology from reporting crimes to law enforcement. They are simply lying. They're simply lying. And they know that they can get away with that lie 
pretty often. Well, I just that that's the part I don't understand. I mean, it says it. I know, but you don't but know what the word suppress means? Like it's a, a word. Like look it up. It yeah, but but look at what happens, Leah. There yeah. is a report, and the report the reporter says. Well, in the in testimony today in the court, look, this happened and that happened, and they say that Scientology prevented them from going to law enforcement. Mm -hmm. And Scientology responded with a statement that there is no such policy that ever prevents. And they don't go digging around any further. It's just those two things end up in the story. Right. They don't go, oh, yeah, but we went and looked, and that's bullshit. They, yeah, they absolutely so do have policy. But that's what's so maddening. Even when you provide the press with the information, even when you provide the press with the information, they're like, oh, I'm like, not, oh, <laughs> yeah, like, be a journalist. Well, that's that's why we want to put this out so yeah. that there is another opportunity for people to see and note that yeah. this is just a lie, that this is Scientology policy. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Hopefully we've cleared it up, Mikey. Yeah, hopefully. We've done our bit for today, Lily. More to come. More to Thanks come. We we it out with us. We definitely need to do a victim one. I, I yeah, we'll really think there's yes. there is enough material there. Like this idea of victims in Scientology is and I don't think people do. get it. I just no, it, no it, and it's not even that they don't get it, is that we we you know it's just hard to explain, but we will. We would do our we will do our best, even though uh, sometimes it might seem uh, insurmountable. We, we will do our best. <laughs> we will. Okay. Uh, until next time, we're signing off. Bye. Thank you for tuning in. You can find more episodes of Exposing Scientology, both on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to check out my best-selling memoir, A Billion Years, My Escape from a Life in the Highest Ranks of Scientology. It's available on Amazon and as an audiobook. Until next time, be well and happy.